0: Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: Good evening, everybody. It's good to be here today. I'm very thankful to be able to have the opportunity to preach. Thankful for the opportunity to be able to, I think it's a privilege to be able to preach God's word. I want to thank pastor and all of y'all to be an encouragement. Very thankful for Pastor and all that he's done for me this internship. Very thankful for the opportunity he's given to me. I love preaching God's word. I think it's amazing. The more and more I study it, I feel like I can never run out of anything. I just always something to learn. Even when I read the passage 100 times, I seem to always be learning something. I'm very thankful for how powerful God's word really is. And even throughout this internship, and even for even Tyler, for God putting leadership over me, and I'm very thankful for all he's done, all he's taught me this internship. I'm very thankful for it. A little bit of stuff I've learned throughout this internship. I've learned, I guess I could say a lot. And every couple weeks, I'm going to really specify one. One I'm going to point out today is uh, weeding. Every couple weeks, I weed and <laughs> do a little bit of landscape. And I did it a lot at the wilds, and I, I do it from time to time here as well. Get your hands dirty. That's what it's all about. And one thing that I've noticed is how weeds like to hide sometimes, especially here. And if you look over there around, uh, around the Chinese uh, silver grass, if you look just in the middle of it, there's a weed right there. I didn't pull it for a reason because I, I wanted people maybe to see it, see if they could see it afterwards. I'll pull, I'll pull it afterwards. No worries. But, <laughs> but I left it open for you. all All the other weeds are pulled. But I left it there for a reason. But it was hiding just in plain sight. And when you look from afar, it looks like nothing's there. But when you get close to it, you start to see this weed growing in. And just throughout the past month, God gave me this message to talk about weeds today, and a lot about it, and how much much it needs to be pulled. So please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew, chapter number 13. One thing I've learned very quickly is how fast and how, how much weeds can just grow. I think in some situations, I'll, I'll pull it and I'll look away for a single week and the weeds will be higher than just about everything, taller than me. And you wonder, how fast does this thing grow? It's like a baby, you blink and it's as tall as you. (laughs) If you were there, please say amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. So we're gonna start reading in verse number 24. Verse number 24. I will pray and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this great and wonderful day that you've given to us, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to preach your word. Lord, I thank you for family. Thank you for friends. I thank you for all the encouragement that you've given to me, Lord. Lord, I just pray that we're all able to learn something today, that we're all able to come out of here thinking about getting rid of all of our weeds in our garden. Lord, I just ask you to bless us all today and that this message will be relayed properly in the way you want it to be given. Lord, I ask you for this in your wonderful, in your holy name. Amen. So we'll start out in verse number 24 of chapter number 13 it says another parable put he forth unto them saying the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit then also appeared the tares also the servants of the household came and said unto him sir didst th- not thou sow good seed in thy field from whence then hath it tares? he said unto them an enemy hath done this the servants said unto him wilt thou then that we go and gather them up them up but he said nay lest while ye gather up the tares ye root up also the wheat with them let them grow together until the harvest and in the time of harvest i will say to the reapers Gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. Then skip over to verse number 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth, the good seed is the son of man the field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom but the tares are the children of the wicked ones the enemy that sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire so shall it be the end of the world the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather up or gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So it's going a lot about a parable, the parable of the sower, parable of the tares. And a parable is a short story that conveys a greater truth. And I want to talk a lot about the question today, what tares are you sowing? And throughout this passage, the interpretation of this passage talks a lot about what each of these are. It defines wheat as the kingdom of heaven. In verse number 24, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. And we saw just over in verse number 38, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked ones. It's talking a lot about hell in this situation. And then it also talks about the harvest. And the harvest is the spot of the judgment day. Of when we die, we, we stand before God and we have our harvest. What do we have in our lives today? And that's a little bit of the question for today. So the weeds here refer to all the unbelievers. All of the unbelievers. And in the spring, wheat and tares, they kind of grow together. But the tares grow a little bit faster. And they look a lot alike. You can see just in this photo. There's some of them that are kind of standing straight up. And there's a lot of wheat that's kind of just bending down. And it's very hard to tell the difference on which one is wheat, which one is tares, until it really starts to grow. I want to ask you all today, are you growing spiritually, or are you growing worldly? If you think about it, wheat kind of grows a little bit slow, while weeds, they grow really fast. One thing that I've noticed with wheat and tares... And I I actually thought this was really cool, and I wanted to share it with y'all. Wheat kind of bends down when you see the photo. It kind of curves over a little bit. While tares actually, when fully grown, stand straight up. I think tares, in this situation, it talks about the kingdom of God. Why is it bending down? I think it's bending to God, saying, I surrender to you. Everything's to you. Tares are standing straight up, saying, I don't want anything to do here. Living a sinful life. And we need to have wheat in our field. And in this passage, it talks about in verse number 38, the field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked ones. So I want to ask you all today, as point number one, what servant are you when it comes to your field? What servant are you when it comes to your field? It says in Psalms 24, verse 1, It says, a psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. So I want to repeat again. Are you growing spiritually? Or are you growing like a weed? Very fast. I've seen too many times just in Bible college people falling out of the ministry because of sins in their life. Just in the past four years... One is plenty, and all I've seen is one. Next thing I know, I'm seeing him post these stuff on his stories. He's in a bar, he's in all these different awful spots because he let tares take over. Let me encourage you today don't let tares take over. We are either servants of God or we are servants of sin. It says in Luke 6.44, For each tree is known by its own fruit for men. Do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. Point number two. Do you see yourself reaping what you sow? Do you see yourself reaping what you sow? In the application today, I want to refer to it as yes, it talks about the kingdom of heaven. Yes, it talks about the wicked men. But I want to talk about what tares are in your field, the field that God's given you. He's given you a body. How are you using it? Are you using it for wickedness? Are you using it for good? Are you using it for Christ? And I want to say, what do you see yourself reaping what you sow? Maybe when judgment day comes, when the harvest comes, you look in and you see a U haul full of wheat. Amen. And you see a truck full of tares. And you're looking at that like, ah, man, a truck full. Or maybe you have a full U haul, like the Penske, maybe just absolutely full of wheat. How much wheat do you have in your life today? You reap what you sow, you do not reap when you sow but you can also reap more than you sow. The field is the world and not everyone will be saved. So Christ is encouraging these disciples in this passage how to feel when they get rejected by the world, but they should still do their best to reach people to get saved. It's always scary to go out, go door knocking. I'm absolutely terrified to go door knocking. But I'm very thankful. More and more I do it, the more comfortable I get. Sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone. you got to get your hands dirty in order to share the word of God. Just like on the wall over there, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It doesn't say some creatures, it says every creature. And God is wonderful in every area to the point where he gives us the opportunity to share his word through us. It says Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. For he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting, life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. A thought to think about how many people in the church here today, how many people in this room are tares? How many people in in this field, in their own field, have a lot of tares growing on in their life? How many tares do I have growing in my life? Could just be hiding in between all the wheat. But one thing that we can notice for sure is, it says that when the tares fully grew, it rooted to the wheat. And we can see that uh, in verse number, I believe, 29 or 28. He said, an enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Saying, can we go gather up these wheat? The tares are here. What are we going to do? Let's just go gather up the wheat. And he said, nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. If you let a sin hang on for so long it's going to start rooting with that wheat it's going to start rooting with all that good that you have going on and if you root it up it's going to take it out with it it's going to hurt you could be joyful you could be sharing and doing a lot of things but once you pull up that tear it might hurt the wheat but let me tell you today you don't need to replant that tear you can definitely replant that wheat though and it will grow back it will heal on solid ground You can have the right intention, but the wrong motive. I can say for a fact, just interning here, for one, I might just be here to intern. I'm not I'm not here to just go get all this all this love and attention. I'm not here to just people coming up to you being, You're doing great, you're doing wonderful, this is all about you. It's not about me, it's about God. And that's who it's about. Interning is one of the greatest decisions, one of the greatest. The greatest decision is accepting Christ as my personal Savior. And it is a great decision to learn more and more about God's word, being fully surrendered to him, letting the wheat grow, getting rid of the tares in your life. Point number three, does your crop have root? Does your crop have root? Does your wheat have root? Is it the wheat or is it the tare that has the root? Let me encourage you today. It says, let them both grow together in verse 30 until harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. Yes, it might damage the wheat like, yes, we can replant the wheat, but we still got to get rid of those tares. You can't just pull it out and throw it to the ground. It's most likely going to regrow. You got to burn it. You got to get rid of it. You don't need it in your life. And it says in Mark 4, verse 5, you can turn your Bibles there. Mark 4, verse 5. Mark 4, verse 5, and we'll go through 7, just a little bit of reading here. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. The word I want to emphasize today is just in verse 6. And because it had no root. Let me say, if you have no root, you will have no fruit. We need to have root. But if we even have just a little root, if we let sin take over, those tears are going to grab on. What do... Weeds do—they strangle the other plants, and if they strangle all of this wheat, we're not going to have much of a harvest after all. So we need to get rid of it. And sometimes those those roots can be so big, you might have to bring an axe out. You might need to really start whacking at those roots. You can't let it take over. Don't let the big roots take over from the, of the tares. Because it might have no root. And if it has no root, it will wither away. You try to do something good, you need to stay at it. You need to keep watering that that wheat. Because guess what? It's not going to grow if you're not feeding it. If you're not trying. And the wicked fruit of the enemy are the ones who plant it, which is Satan. In this passage, back in Matthew... And he's the one who planted the seeds and planted the tares. But he definitely uses people as well to get to us. There are people we ought not to be around, people we might hang around with. They'll bring us down. Many of us, even I know Pastor, I know me, I know my mom, I know many in this room, can testify and say, I know some people I should not hang around. They're not good for me. They'll bring me down. They might plant a tear in my, in my field. Now listen, Satan will do absolutely anything to plant tares and destroy the harvest of God. He will do absolutely anything to get in there. And though tares represent the wicked ones, the devil's purpose in doing this is to sabotage the work of God in your world, in this world, in the field that God is giving. you. Now, plants were expected to bear fruit. If I plant a tomato plant, I'm expecting a tomato. I'm not expecting a mystery tomato or, or a potato. I'm expecting a tomato, which is a fruit, by the way. I like, just, just want to verify that. And as I said before, the, the harvest represents judgment day, where the wheat will be separated from the tares. How many tares are you sowing today? Those who choose to be separated from God, what we need to do, if we don't want to be separate from God, we need to get rid of those tares. They'll lock on to us. We need to get rid of them before it takes root. And if it does take root, we'll get back. Might take some work, but we need to get back. And isn't it wonderful if we fall off the deep end, if we fall away, isn't it an amazing thing that God doesn't give up on us? I didn't plan to say this. God just gave it to me now. Just three years ago, I had a lot of stuff going on. I'm not not expecting, I'm not wanting anything in return from saying this. I had a lot going on a few years ago. I was awful to many people. And I hid it here in the church. I walked away from God for a time. I basically did. Barely even went to church. Barely read my Bible. Let me tell you today, a college student might be able to fall... Pastors in today's society sometimes are falling. They're getting caught up in sin, lust, many different things. Let me tell you, if these people can fall to the Lord, so can you. Don't fall to God. I'm very thankful that God has not given up on me. He hasn't given up on us. So we ought not to give up on God. How should this parable impact your life and how you live today? You might say, Nathan, I got a lot of tears in my life. I need to pull them. I need to start replanning. You may think, I think the Lord's coming soon. I definitely think he's coming soon. The harvest might be coming. We need to set our affection, our affection on the things above. So you might ask today, lastly, Nathan, how can we protect our field? We have our field, we're replanting it. We're getting a lit, it slowly, little by little. How are you protecting your field? How are we protecting our field? It says in Isaiah 5-2, And he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. Mmm, wild grapes. Probably don't taste good, probably really sour. What we need to do if we ought to protect our field, I think we need to fence it for one. One thing recently I've noticed is my father back in Medford Lakes, he's been planting a garden recently. And I think it's, some of y'all might be planting gardens, but I am not a gardener. And I'll look upon this garden, and I'll see it, and it's looking all wonderful. It has nice fence and netting and all this wonderful stuff. And he'll stare at that, 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 that garden for like 20 minutes. And, I, and I'm like, dude, how do you do that? I, like 10 seconds is, is good enough for me. But I had to notice throughout that time what, he ha- what has to be done to protect a garden. And that garden alone kind of taught me how to protect a garden. How to protect a field, a vineyard. And the tares the will reject you from, keep su- from sowing Jesus. So what, number one, we need to fence it. We need to have a proper fence that will not allow anyone to get in don't want anyone anything getting in that field I would say bear arms with God a lot of people like when you get encounter a bear you want to scare that bear away you're trying to look all big and tough but I think people might walk around you if you're alone bear arms with God with Jesus and make sure you are not around the wrong people they might make an opening for that fence Second off, I would say mulch it. Mulching it will prevent other tares from starting to grow. The The wheat is starting to grow. You start mulching it. You're not allowing anything else to grow from there. No wheat. Sometimes something might come up, but it might slow the process down. Get it out before it roots. Keep an eye on it. Watering it is another one. Make sure the wheat is watered. Make sure your field is taken care of. Protecting it from other animals or beings to get in there. And you might say, what animal? Deer? Anything, even cats or dogs, can distract you from even studying God's Word. But we don't want to we don't want to let people get past that fence. Because then they'll just dig up the mulch, they'll plant the tares in there, it will start growing. Maybe they'll hide in a really secretive spot, one that might take you a while to get, and by then it's rooted. I want to say, fertilize your field. Fertilizing, I would say, is staying true to God's word. Letting that wheat grow, letting all that good grow on a foundation of God, just like the mulch is the foundation But just under that is the word of God, allowing it to grow stronger than ever, the greatest harvest that will be, when it's all just given to God. Just like Hebrews 4.12, the word is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The strongest weapon we have right here is the Bible. Something we need to have by our side the whole time. And if people get past that fence, if people get past that tower, and they're trying to get to that mulch, or they're trying to get to that wheat, have your Bible by you. It's a sword. Don't let them get near your field. And I just want to encourage you all today. Plant wheat. Give it to God. Do not fall away from God. Do not give up on God. He'll take care of you. He's taking care of me, that's one thing for sure. He's taking care of many of us in this room. It's so easy to plant a tear, and it can hide in obvious places. I want to encourage us tonight. Maybe you don't know any tears that might be going on in your heart. Maybe you're thinking about something today that might be a tear. I want to encourage you. Pray to God today. Give it to him. It says just here in this passage, he'll burn it. He will burn that tear, And that wheat will be harvested. It is very good stuff. Give it to God. Maybe even at the altar. I always love a good altar call. Don't give up on God.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today.